good afternoon, good evening from wherever you are on our beautiful planet. I am sat in the Riau Islands of Indonesia. I have all of my windows and doors open, so you may hear birds or cicadas from time to time. My name is Angela Carson. Welcome to Always Get Lost, a podcast about life and travel abroad. Now, this is one of the solo episodes with just me that will be on the podcast from time to time. Although the majority of what you'll be listening to in the future are chats with friends. I want you to feel like you can smell what we're smelling and hear what we're hearing and that you are part of an immersive experience on whatever topic it is that day. So that is how the podcast should be going. Now, In this first one, I thought I'd tell you a little bit about me so you can figure out if I'm someone you actually want to be listening to. I'm 49 years old. I lived in three different countries with my daughter before she went off to university. That was Spain, then the US, and then India. I've lived in a total of eight countries and traveled 36. I fell in love with travel at a very early age. My first flight was when I was just two weeks old. My father worked for United Airlines, and that turned out to be a real gift because it gave me this feeling of wanderlust that I have nonstop from a very early age. Now, with my dad, I only ever flew domestic. We never went on international trips. I was born in Los Angeles, and I'm from Southern California. So for me, our domestic trips were amazing because we went to Hawaii or the East Coast for summer, and, and it was so much fun. Now, the first time I traveled internationally was to Mexico. I was 15, and no joke, I was with my church youth group. Um, not any of the church leaders. It was just us kids, but one of us was old enough to drive and had a car, and there was no legal drinking age in Mexico that was really adhered to. And in California, the legal, the legal drinking age was 21. So we would go down and drink and dance till dawn. I would tell my mom I was spending the night at Kim's place, but really I was having the best time down in Tijuana. Now, those first trips, as stupid and silly as they were, literally whet my appetite for wanting to submerge myself into different cultures and life that was completely opposite to my own in California. So while I was on holiday during my university years, um, I attended the University of California, Irvine. I went down to Puerto Vallarta for a week by myself. It was my first solo travel trip, and I went, you know, off on like mountain hikes and riding donkeys and spent my days at the beach. And I met some local friends who I had the best time with. And when I was driving back from LAX, the airport, to my home in Newport Beach, after that trip, I remember just looking around at the traffic. I remember looking around and thinking, what the hell am I doing here? I should be in Puerto Vallarta living a completely chilled existence and not, not living this. And so that's what I did. I basically dropped out of university. I told my parents I was moving, and in two weeks, I packed up my Jeep Wrangler and I headed down to Puerto Vallarta. Now, truth be told, I only ended up staying about two months. It was wonderful, but it was also a very dangerous place for a 20, 21-year-old girl to be 
even though I had friends, I was alone, but I had so much fun, so much fun. For work, one of the guys in my group of new Mexican friends was a travel agent, and they didn't have surfing excursions. So now where I think there's a St. Regis and a Ritz-Carlton or a Sheraton in Punta Cana, there was nothing before. It was just rugged coastline. And I would take American college students who wanted to surf on a day excursion. I charged them $20 a person. It cost me $1 to rent their board. And I basically had enough money working one day a week to pay my rent, to buy food, and pay for drinks for me and all of our friends when we'd go out at night. As I said, that did end quite quickly. My apartment was broken into one night and someone tried to rape me. They did catch him and he went to jail and later prison, which is great, but it really freaked me out. And so I decided to go on a road trip to clear my head. And I thought, okay, I'll go down to Acapulco. It'll be really nice. You know, I'll distract myself and and I'll get over this. But on the way to Acapulco, I was attacked by bandits on a mountain road and shot at. And so, yeah, in the end, I just ended up hightailing it back to America. And I worked for about nine months, saving up money for my next adventure. After that, I generally speaking did try to solo travel around countries that were a lot safer. I ended up saving money. And the following year, I moved to Europe. I bought a one-way ticket to Amsterdam. I didn't really know where I was going to end up. I just wanted to travel. I literally had no plan I did tell my parents that I bought a round-trip ticket, but that was a lie. I bought a one-way ticket, and that was the start of a brand-new life for me. Amsterdam ended up being too cold. Paris was too expensive. The north of Spain was, again, too cold. I ended up, by good fortune, in this beautiful seaside village called Sieges, which is 25 minutes south of Barcelona. I ended up getting married. My daughter was born there, and it was amazing. I started as an illegal immigrant because I worked all summer without a proper visa illegally. When I got married, I then became an immigrant. But then when my daughter was born, I wanted to move back to America because my family's just different to my ex-husband's family, and I wanted her to be around them. So we moved back to the U.S. I ended up divorcing my husband within the first year of moving back. So it was just me and my daughter for about six, seven years. But I just wasn't happy in America, and I I kept traveling all the time, which is great. You should do that even if you're happy or not happy. But I kept going back to Europe. I kept doing road trips in Europe. So we ended up moving back to Spain for about eight years, which was great because then my daughter could be closer to her father as well. Honestly, I thought I would be living there forever. And it wasn't until the economy crashed in 2008 when, that, when I realized that that might not happen. And by 2011, I wasn't able to find work any longer. Greece, Poland, and Spain were the three countries hit hardest by the economic crash. It was just impossible. I was a chief marketing officer, and those roles were being given to middle managers, and they cut the salary significantly. My daughter was in private school, and I didn't want to put her back into public school, so we had to make a hard choice. We sat down on the sofa, and I said, look, mommy can't find work anymore. Where do we go? We literally opened up Google Maps on my laptop and started scouring country by country, continent by continent. We made a list. 
identified seven countries that we both agreed democratically that we would like to live in, and I started shooting off my CV. India was the first of those seven countries to come calling and offer me a job. So we ended up moving to Bangalore. I was 40 and my daughter was 15. She was about to start her IB program, which is the last two years of uh, basically high school before you start university. I found a great school for her in Bangalore, and I ended up finding a job with an outsourcing company, which wasn't the job I initially moved there for, but that's for another podcast. So I did random jobs, like I worked for Guns N' Roses as their head of social media for their India tour. I actually toured with the band across India. I started a blog the first day I moved, and it became the number one blog in Bangalore for about five years. I had a newspaper column. It was all quite crazy. And I'm writing a book about that, those three years that my daughter and I spent there because there was a lot of good, but it's not the best country for women. So there was kind of a lot of bad too. Then my daughter left to go to uni while we were living in India. I then moved to China. I was there for a short-term project, um, just three months in Beijing. Then I moved to Hong Kong, and I ended up working for a very popular singer named Jem, who is basically like the Taylor Swift of China, and that was really fun. I then moved to Malaysia, and that was kind of rough. Um, I'll tell you all about that in another podcast, but I had moved there for a chief marketing officer role that didn't work out, and that led to three years of me trying to get a proper legal visa in Malaysia because I had fallen in love with Kuala Lumpur but failing miserably. So I ended up becoming a digital nomad. I am very fortunate that I had my YouTube channel because that allowed me to travel, make money, and still keep my career going with side projects and consulting. Well, I'm now in Indonesia. I've been here almost a full year. I'm quite specialized now in hospitality marketing and food delivery website consulting. And I have a lot of fun with that. However, as you can imagine, with hospitality marketing, which is basically spas, hotels, restaurants, since COVID-19, that has become quite impossible in some areas, and I've lost all but one client. So I am now moving back to Kuala Lumpur, but on a proper legal visa this time. I'm very excited. I should be going in about five weeks. I'm really excited about that because I have friends in Kuala Lumpur and I have literally been completely alone since March in my apartment here. And I live in a very remote stretch of coastline. So it's been challenging having no social contact here and being so alone. I turned 50 in October. So I'm hoping that all the paperwork is done and my buns are back in KL before my 50th. Well, thanks for listening. If any of those misadventures of mine sound anything like something you'd like to tackle, you want to learn from my mistakes, or just get inspired by some crazy fun travel experiences, please do stay tuned. If you have stayed to the end, thank you. New episodes will drop every Wednesday. I hope you'll follow along. Thanks for listening to Always Get Lost. Have a great night wherever you are and never stop wandering.